Welcome to the Shed the Shame podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Whitens, online women's mental and emotional wellness coach, educator, and mental health advocate. My mission is to create and embrace a new norm of processing emotions and healing trauma. This will allow us to collectively shed the shame, guilt, and stigmas around mental health, emotional well-being, and self-care. It's long overdue for society to empower women to shamelessly focus on their own health and wellness so they can self-heal and, in turn, model that healing in their relationships and especially for their children. This podcast is a place for inspiration, education, and tools on how to confidently break the societal patterns that keep us stuck, unhappy, and unfulfilled in life. It's time to start creating the healthy and happy life you've always dreamed of. Together, we can do this one episode at a time. So without further ado, let's dive right in and shed the shame. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to drop this quick announcement for you to let you know that the Confidently Clear and Connected community is open. This membership is going to help you get unstuck, feel fulfilled, happy, and secure. I created this group to take stuck, lost, and frustrated women by the hand and walk them back home to their most confident and resilient selves. If you're ready to feel empowered, if you don't want to hold back from taking action, if you want to deeply understand yourself and areas where you could use improvement, if you'd like to feel aligned with yourself and your life and start unapologetically communicating your needs, then the Confidently Clear and Connected community is for you. The CCCC is a monthly membership for women that provides a safe, welcoming group that will walk alongside you on your journey back to yourself with guidance, support, and motivation to start doing what it takes to live your best life. I'll teach you how to get unstuck and get clear on where you're going in life and also to heal from the things that have been holding you back. If this interests you, then please visit my website, www.jenwhitenswellness.com and you can check out all the information that's there. If you'd like clarification on anything or have any questions, please feel free to email me at jen at jenwhitenswellness.com or hit me up in the DMs on any social media channel. Hope to see you inside. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Shed the Shame. This week's episode is a continuation from last week's episode, which was on cultivating your alignment. And so just to give a little recap on that, I went over just how a lot of us are feeling right now. You know, a little bit empty, a little bit miserable. It just seems like we can't shake it. And then the shame and the guilt that surrounds that because you probably have everything you need in life, yet you feel this this craving that you want or deserve more. Maybe not the deserve part. We always feel... <laughs> As moms, as women, we always feel super, super guilty if we feel like we deserve more, right? Like we should be satisfied with having our basic needs met and having a family and having, you know, a job or a home or whatever, right? And so many of us are living in this quiet desperation of feeling stuck and feeling like we have to fake it and that we're doing everything that everyone else has wanted us to do and checked all the boxes off the list of society. So you're trying to figure out why you feel empty, especially when you have this seemingly full life. And so 
I broke down different areas where you feel like you can't win and kind of broke down and narrowed down how we, you know, people like us don't want to feel that way anymore. And we can get rid of the shame around that and start doing things and enacting a plan to get back on track, to feel more like ourselves, to get unstuck. Okay. And so we, we, we talked about brainstorming a plan so you can get back to feeling like your true authentic self again. Right. And we also talked about within that plan, learning how to look at your skills, the things that you're good at and amplifying those and then visualizing what you want and how you want to feel. Okay. And really that feeling was the biggest piece of the puzzle in how you're going to experience joy and a zest for life again. And so the reason we're continuing this episode into a part two this week is because I have a little more of a specific breakdown on that piece of experiencing joy because it is such a crucial part of this process. I wanted to give you a little bit more on how to do that because I can tell you all day, every day to, you know, cultivate joy, like put joy in your life. And actually we're talking about this in my confidently clear and connected community private group. That's my membership. If you're not familiar, we're actually doing some work in there around cultivating joy in your life. And we have a community of women that we bounce ideas off of and we share our wins and we share our struggles and it's really a beautiful thing. So it's, it's holding them accountable to actually do this work this week. If you're interested in that, just go to my webpage, jenwaitenswellness.com. That's where you can sign up for your membership if you're interested in that. So go check that out. In this episode, this part two of cultivating your alignment, you know, when you're feeling out of whack, when you're not feeling quite true to yourself, when you're not feeling yourself, today's episode is all about cluing you in on how to find those pieces of joy that can get you back into alignment. Okay. Actually, I took a lengthy course from Yale on the science of happiness. And so this is something I'm well-versed on and I've taken lots of other courses and programs around this too. So what you're going to learn today, it might actually, if you're not careful, and I want you to be careful on this, you're going to learn today to tap into your childlike wonder again. Okay. We're going to be discussing things from maybe your childhood that did bring you joy, did make you happy. And so we're going to talk about some inner child work stuff here. This could be triggering for some of you if you didn't have the greatest childhood, but before you didn't have the greatest childhood, maybe, or even during, maybe there were some bright spots, right? Maybe there were some ways that you escaped and that you found a little bit of joy and happiness. And if not, I hope that you are doing the work to process that trauma from your past and to help clear that out so you can experience joy now and heal your inner child. So today we're going to take a look at some ways to go back, go into deep into 
that inner child inside of you. Okay. Deep down inside. And we want to tap into just that uninhibited joy and wonder and happiness that children have. Like when you watch your kids play, if you have kids, or if you don't have kids, if you watch children play and they just don't give a shit, right? Like they just laugh and run and scream and they're goofy and it makes you smile and feel amazing just watching it, but we lose that part of ourselves. And so we want to reconnect to it in order to bring that joy back up and feel happy and fulfilled. And that way we can cultivate and feel joy whenever we want, because we know it brings us joy. So we can do it whenever we need to do it. And there's a lot of ways to do that. I'm going to go through some questions that can get you started in thinking about just thinking about this inner child work. And I want you to maybe grab a pen and paper or something so you can take notes. You know, you can write these questions down. You can, you can answer them and pause as we go here if you want. But a lot of these questions, I I would actually suggest doing this, maybe just listening to it and then coming back and going through these questions one by one and pausing and answering as I go here. Okay. Or whatever, do whatever works for you, but I'm going to go through some questions and then we're going to talk about how you can apply this. All right. Cause some of these questions are going to be like, what? And, and many of these questions may be really hard for you to answer, especially if, you know, you have experienced trauma in your childhood you might not remember a lot from your childhood. There are moments from my past that I have, like, I don't have a lot of memories around either. So don't feel bad or wrong or like that's not normal. If if that happens to you during this practice, just skip that one and move on. And then maybe something will come to you later. Sometimes it takes our brains hours or days even to process a question and to go fish that, that memory, that answer out. So be patient with yourself. It's totally okay. Okay. So here's some of the questions. So one of the things that you can think about is your earliest memories and what would be some of those earliest memories? So that's the first question. One or some of your earliest memories, the earliest memory that I can think of for me, I was super little. It was actually out at, it was at the beach. I think it was Lake Mary. If you're from where I'm from, you know exactly where I'm talking about. I think I was out either Lake Mary, Lake Antoine. I I was on like a floaty with my sister and I fell off underwater. And I, I remember, and this was before I could swim. And I remember like I could see underwater, but I didn't really know what was happening. because I was so little, but I remember that happening. So I think, I mean, I think I was like two or three or something. I was really small. My sister fished me up and put me back on there, probably hauled my ass back to the beach. Like, yeah, (laughs) she could stay up here. (laughs) That was in the early eighties, by the way. So don't get all whacked out over me falling into the lake. Okay. Next question. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I'll probably maybe share a couple of these for myself. One of my things that I wanted to be was an archeologist. (laughs) 
Yeah. I got like super obsessed with like Egyptian history when I was a kid. Super obsessed. I think that was like fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. I wanted to go dig out pharaohs from the pyramids. Mm-hmm. So what did you want to be when you grew up? And maybe, you know, how's that different from where you're at today? Do you remember what you would often daydream about when you were a kid? Hmm, this is kind of a hard one for me. What did I daydream about? I listened to a lot of music when I was a kid. So I think, I don't know, I would just make up games by myself. My siblings were a lot older than me, so there wasn't a lot of playing with them. So I was like, I'm not an only child, but I kind of was an only child because they were so much older. They were kind of like gone by the time I really remember anything. So yeah, I played by myself a lot. So I guess maybe I did daydream a lot. I do have kind of a vivid imagination or creative imagination, but right now I can't think of anything super specific besides just like games and things I would play by myself. Favorite activities as a child. Oh, I'd go just tromping around in the woods and going on like, well, back then we had three wheelers, not four wheelers going on. Oh, I also had like a moped. I'd go riding around on that. That was so fun playing sports. Yeah. All that type of stuff. So favorite activities as a kid. And is there one thing, one favorite thing about your childhood that you remember? One of my favorite things was hanging out with my aunt who was a fifth grade teacher. Her name was Margaret, but we all called her booty. Don't ask me why that was her nickname. And she was awesome. She was so fun. My cousins and I would go hang out with her and she would like, we would make forts in the woods and we'd go exploring and like build stuff. And she'd have these awesome like books and activities for us to do all the time. And we'd have sleepovers over there. They were just so fun. That was one of my favorite things. Let's see. What would you tell your 10 year old self? I don't even remember being 10. Let's see. My daughter's almost 10. So we're talking third, fourth grade. What would you tell your 10 year old self? That's a good one. I know what I would tell my 10 year old self. I don't think I'm going to say it now though. (laughs) Well, I would just tell my 10 year old self to stay creative and goofy and fun and don't let anyone take that away from you. Especially not someone you think you care about or you think cares about you. Just keep doing the stuff that is fun. Kind of the point of this whole exercise, actually. Okay, next one. As a child, what were you always fascinated with? That one might take a while. And what were some places you went to as a child? I was pretty lucky. My parents traveled with us. A lot of that occurred when I was real little because my siblings were still in the house. Like we went out West for a trip. We went out East for a trip. I mean, these were like those Griswold family vacations, like two weeks on the road in a huge van. They were, (laughs) they were something else. Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. So we did those also did one to Florida. That was just me 
I think my brother and sister were already moved out of the house. I was maybe 12 and they took me to Florida and some of the Disney world stuff, not all of it. I remember going to Epcot and I don't know if we went anywhere else, but I remember being at Epcot. See, I can remember things that there's pictures of. And I remember pictures at Epcot. I know there's the big silver round, the Epcot center (laughs) in the background with me and my mom. My dad took our picture. I remember that. And that's where it gets fuzzy for me because anything that there's not pictures of, I don't really remember. So I don't know if we went anywhere else besides Epcot. God, I hope so. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter because I can't remember. (laughs) So yeah, I was pretty lucky. We got to travel a little bit. The next question is, how was your relationship with your parents when you were a kid? What can you remember about any interactions um, or anything like that, what you did as a family, maybe what expectations there were, things like that. And do you know what things connect you with your inner child? We'll get into that a little bit more in a bit. But this question is, this question can be a little scary for some of you to answer. Are you happy with what your childhood was like? Or is there anything that you wish would have been different? Or what is there like what do you wish your childhood would have been like? This is a this is a, a hard one to answer. It takes a little more reflecting and and thinking and because if you're, you know, maybe happy with where you're at now or content with your journey, this might not be so hard for you to answer, you know? but that's not everyone's experience. And if that's not your experience, that's okay. This is your time to kind of think about that and reflect on it and process it if you need to. And if while you're going through any of these, if you need any support, feel free to message me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Jen Whitens or on Facebook, Jenny Whitens. Just come find me and message me and I can hopefully support you in any way you need. But these are some things to explore. And the reason you want to answer these questions is because it helps bring you back to that, hopefully a time when things were simpler, where things were, you know, you could connect to fun more easily. You know what I mean? And so when we were kids, it was very intentional for us to want to have fun and experience fun and joy a lot, right? Like, you know, how many times do you hear a kid say like, this isn't any fun. And the reason is that, you know, kids are very connected with feeling joy and looking and seeking out joy. And then when we become adults, that gets pushed back and we don't intentionally practice joyful things anymore because we get bombarded and overwhelmed with life. And we get programmed to think that that's silly and that it's not serious and it can't pay the bills and it's immature and there's more important things to be focusing your time, energy, and attention on, right? So 
this is your call to come back to creating intention around experiencing joy. Okay. You have to be intentional about bringing joy into your life every single day, or it's not going to happen. Sometimes it can happen by accident, but many times we have to actually do something fun. So we have fun. And you have to create space for it. You have to create time for it. You have to set aside time and make this a priority. Okay. A lot of us, especially during the week, don't just save it for the weekend. Many of us save it for the weekend. And then we do things that might be fun, but then we suffer for it, right? Like maybe we just drink ourselves into a stupor. That's a popular thing to do on the weekends. That isn't necessarily creating joy. You know, that's that's numbing out the stuff we don't want to feel. And so you want to create that feeling of joy by doing something that you love and creating the time for it during the week, even if it's 10 minutes every day, even if it's five minutes, that's better than nothing. So ask yourself, what brings you joy? What connects you to that inner child, that uninhibited, joyful, happy inner child? What do you love doing? What do you enjoy doing? What did you love doing as a kid? List those things out, the things that are just for you, not things that you do for someone else, not think like, oh, I get a, a lot of joy out of, you know, taking care of everybody else in my life. Okay. Big picture. Yeah. Okay. That maybe brings you fulfillment, maybe not so much joy. Do you know what I'm saying? So make a list of things that you love to do that you can do on your own just for yourself. And, you know, it could just be like coloring. It could be playing a game that you love to play or playing cards with a certain person or, you know, talking with a specific person on the phone. Mine was, you know, music. I love listening to music and exploring new ideas and learning. I like that. And what you're going to do is you need to just create a ritual around this thing. The one thing that I am committing myself to this week is intentionally setting aside time every morning to read my book and to drink my coffee and to snuggle with my dog. That like brings me inner peace and joy. I love that time. I love that time for myself. That is what you need to do for yourself. You need to create that childlike wonder again. You need to connect to your creativity and your spontaneity, that playfulness, that imagination that spurs new ideas and, and the fun inside of you. And so this is extremely valuable and it was, it, you know, play is an extremely valuable key for kids as they're growing up to grow up healthy and happy, right? It's very crucial to their development. And so we can connect to that again 
And, you know, we can reparent ourselves if we, you know, didn't have access to that as kids. And then we can also reconnect to that to develop new hobbies we enjoy. So we can cultivate this joy anytime we want, anytime we need to. And, you know, many of these things can be very simple, you know, singing, dancing, if you're artistic, you can connect to your creative side, just finding new hobbies, new interests, doing things that make your heart swell, that make you smile, that connect you with that true essence of being you. And so over time, you can start to develop new ways of creating this feeling because when you are intentional about it, that connects you to your inner soul meaning and alignment and and just it it feels so good to be just connected to that inner knowing and your intuition. And this will help you expand in so many other ways in your life. Like I can't even explain what this process does for you. You know, it makes you happier. And when you're happier and more joyful, that expands into all other areas of your life and into all the other people and relationships that, that you are in, in life. And so one of the last things I want to mention is that when you connect to this inner child and this pure blissful happiness and joy, your kids, if you have kids, they're going to watch you do it too. And they're going to know and learn and understand how important it is to be intentional about creating this joy and having fun in your life every single day. And then they're going to do the same thing. And they're going to make sure that the things that they do throughout their life is going to be things that lift them up and energize them and make them happy instead of focusing on things that drag us down like we were programmed to do, things that drain us, things that take and steal that childlike wonder from us when we become adults. And so that's my challenge for you. That's what I would love for you to try and do for yourself inside of this work. That's how you can cultivate your alignment to who you are, what you want out of life and what your purpose is and to reconnect with yourself. So go find what you love to do, reconnect with your joy and be purposeful about setting aside time to do it every single day. All right. Thanks for listening. And if you are interested, I actually have an inner childhood meditation that I recorded. If you're interested in that, that can, that can probably help you with this process also. Like I said before, drop me a note by DMing me either on Instagram or Facebook. That is Jen Whitens on Instagram and Jenny Whitens on Facebook. Otherwise, you can email me at my business email. That's Jen at JenWhitensWellness.com. If you're an email person, I'd be happy to get in touch with you and send you that free meditation and connect with you. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.
Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Shed the Shame. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love if you subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please share it with anyone that you think it would resonate with. If you feel so inspired to, please leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode on Facebook or Instagram. I greatly, greatly appreciate your love and support.